What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Of the King's Pulse podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brendan Nunez, and I have my regular co host with me today. That is Rich Ivanowski. How are you doing today, Rich? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. And along with Rich, we have another guy from Sacktown Royalty, and that is Will, writer of all the pregame previews for Sacktown Royalty. How are you doing, Will? Hey, how's it going today, guys? Doing good. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time to come on. And I think the first thing that we can cover here is earlier today, the NBA, all NBA teams came out. And, you know, it's kind of expected most of, but there are some left outs. And it's mainly the people that didn't make it, but got a vote here or there, where reporters just seem like they weren't taking this very seriously at times, at least a few of them. There's always some oddballs in there, I feel like. Um, but yeah, I mean, our our uh, our boy Marvin Bagley got himself a thirteen vote. Only one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, I was just I was just privy to this information, and uh, God, no, no, absolutely not. But uh, go, good for you, Marvin. You you get your one vote, boy. Yeah. It is weird that he would get the one. Would you have been shocked if Darren Fox had gotten one thirteen vote? Either no. way, yes, but it, it, they're just—it's it, some sort of bias, obviously, or someone joking around. I feel Either like way. the case is better there, though, at least. Yeah, it definitely is, but I still wouldn't put them at third team. I mean, sure. Do you think that maybe there was like a, a reporter that accidentally submitted like all like rookie teams? Like those are all of his votes for uh, for all NBA team, and then his all NBA team was just like a bunch of rookies. Maybe. I think that does happen from time to time. I saw someone who had a ballot. I think it was for all rookie. They they wrote in Justin Jackson, and then they someone like they sent a correction that it was supposed to be Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, Justin Jackson is worthy. No, he's not. Like, yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even spend two seconds. On that. But yeah, so in regards to contract implications for the future, Giannis, I believe this was his first All-NBA. It made him eligible for the Supermax. And then third team, Kemba Walker and Rudy Gobert both made that. And it's funny that Rudy Gobert is top three of Defensive Player of the Year candidate and All-NBA third team, but didn't make the All-Star team this year. But Kemba Walker and Rudy Gobert will have Supermax contract possibilities. And Clay Thompson and Bradley Beal will not. Am I supposed to feel bad for Clay? <laughs> I guess I'm, not. I mean, I, do you feel like he deserves it over Kemba, though? 
No, not this year. Agreed. I, I, I mean, Clay carried that team a little bit when Steph Curry was out and uh, Draymond Green was out earlier this season, like early, early on in the season. But no, no. Over Kemba, Kemba had a killer season this year. I mean, Bradley Beal was stuck. That's... I mean, he's he's stuck in the swamp that is Washington. Yeah. So no, Kemba Kemba deserves that spot, rightfully so. I agree. Uh, and I also just want to say, I mean, guys have down years. I think Clay had a little bit of a down year. Kemba had a little bit of an up year, and I don't want it to be based on like these aren't lifetime achievement awards, you know? Exactly. Bingo. Yeah. Totally fair. And I think that Beal, like you said, had a much better case compared to Kemba there. Uh, crazy most minutes per game in the league and played all 82 games. But Kemba had a crazy stretch. I think he had multiple games over 60 points, which he just went on a crazy run and then kept it up for a while. But the trend that we have going around Twitter right now is this whole give me two players and I will tell you which one is better. And we figured this would make good conversation for the podcast. So we have a list of guys that we got from people on Twitter. You can follow us at Kings underscore Pulse. And what we're going to do is we're going to say which player we think is better. And then after answer which player we would rather have on this current Kings roster. Because it's not necessarily going to be the same. So the first two guys that we got here. Or did I cover everything and how we want to play this? Yeah, I think I got it. I think we understand. I'm pretty much good. I will just real quick. I want to get this out of the way before I forget later. But I just got to say that uh, my my dad would be upset with me if I didn't say to you, Will, that he's a big fan of yours. By the way, <laughs> uh, we 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 did your introduction pretty quick. But he reads all the uh, the pregame, the previews on Sacktown Royalty, and he's always like, just like sending me quotes from them, which is really funny. But <laughs> Just got to say, really appreciate the, the humor that you bring to the site. Rich, what's your dad's name? It's Rich. <laughs> Rich, it's, Rich. Rich it's Richard. It's Richard. Yeah. But Richard, Richard the first. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your patronage. I appreciate it. I, I write only for you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that up and send it directly to your dad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the diversion. But uh, no, no, I, think no, I appreciate fine. that. I think I understand the game. I mean, it's it's fairly straightforward. Where it's and then you know, I guess better is kind of up to our interpretation. Yeah. When we are saying which player we'd rather have on the Kings, are we including contracts? Mm. <laughs> you you guys pick that one. I'm I I'm gonna say whatever. I leave it out. I think so too. Okay. Because that I feel like that's not necessarily better. Uh, if we're talking about which player is better, it's not it's not yeah. relative to their contract. Okay. First one we got here is a little bit of a jab at me, I feel like. Is Austin Rivers or Dennis Schroeder? Ooh. Why don't you give your opinion first, Brendan? Yeah, I think that Schroeder is a better player. I think that Rivers is maybe better in his role but overall as what a player i think that schroeder has more capabilities um yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with schroeder i'm thinking about this one i i honestly think it's austin rivers and i don't like austin rivers i think i don't know yeah i think he's just got that rivers blood you know flowing through his veins a little bit uh, dennis schroeder i don't can i can i talk about person i guess then i'm stuck dennis schroeder is kind of a dick <laughs> right? yeah. and and he's 
he's in a spot where, I mean, he really can't perform. I mean, I know we talked about him being a six-man-of-the-year candidate, or some people were talking about him being a six-man-of-the-year candidate uh, coming into the season. I, I don't see it, but I think that Austin Rivers provides shooting where Schroeder does not. Austin provides a little bit of that ball handling where – I don't, maybe not ball handling, but his ability to put uh, put the ball in the basket when he needs to, when Truder can't do that to save his life, I feel like. I uh, Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Will. Uh, I think they're both scrubs. Uh, I've just, my The precedent on this podcast is established to that effect, but I'm definitely going Rivers here. It's not particularly close for me because while they're both pretty inefficient, Schroeder is uh, a is kind of a black hole in that in that way because his usage is gigantic. He's a consistently a twenty five percent to thirty percent usage guy, where Rivers is actually uh, a pretty low usage guy. Uh, even when he was starting for the Celtics, um, he hung around you know twenty down to fifteen percent, like in that in that range, the high teens range. So I don't really want much of either of them, but. Uh, I will take I will take Rivers there just because he won't dominate the team. Okay. And same question, Rivers or Schroeder? And by the way, we forgot to mention the name for this one. This is from Jordan on Twitter. And which of those two players would you rather have on this Kings roster? And I guess we'll go same order. I said Schroeder I think is the better player, but I would rather have Rivers for the reasoning that Rich had said, the lower usage. I think um, <laughs> I got thrown right off the bat. I was not expecting a scrub right off the bat here, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. Yeah, I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stick with Austin Rivers. I'm gonna stick with Austin Rivers. He, him and Bogey together would be would be a nice little tandem where they could run a one two where they're each they're each kind of one point five guards, um, and then a shooter would hog that ball as much as he could. And I so it's Rivers. Well, I agree that Rivers would be nice next to Bogey. What do you know? Yeah, you know I'm. You know my answer for this. <laughs> Maybe what we can do, since you love to make this these podcasts into a competition between the two of us, Brendan, is uh, we can you and I can go first, and then Will can can go third and decide which one of us is right if we disagree. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. I'll take that. Are you currently paying off student debt? Interested in improving your financial literacy or looking for new ways to earn income in today's ever-changing digital landscape? Well, on the Talk Money with Mesh Lakani podcast, Mesh will follow paper trails, chat with experts, and break down complex ideas to bring clarity to the mystical financial phenomena. Each episode will be filled with compelling stories covering a broad range of subjects, from buying Bitcoin, dealing with student debt, and everything in between. Listen to Talk Money with Mesh Lakani on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and learn how to spend, invest, and earn for today's economy. All right. You're first on the next one, Rich. Fair enough. All right. So we went through all three of us on who we would rather have, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, Yeah. Do you want me to cue? You want to alternate back and forth here? Uh, I can give the next one. Sure. All right, this one's from at Kangs underscore you, and it is uh, Danilo Gallinari or Nikola Mich- uh, Miritich. Uh, this one's easy for me. It's Gallo. Yeah, it's easy for me too. It's the same way. Just more versatile on offense, can put the ball on the floor better than Miritich can. It's 
It's pretty easy. Um, I want I want Miritich. Oh God! Oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think Miritich here. I think he with Marvin playing the five. I think that he spreads the floor a little bit better. I think he's got a little bit hotter hand. Danilo now, Danilo, like uh, Nuggets, Danilo. Sure, absolutely. If we can pick from a span of time, sure. But he, I think he's too injury prone. I don't know if he ever comes back to playing 65, 70 games a year even. And I think Miritich has shown that he's a little bit more hardy. I think Miritich is just a, a better version of, of what we've got in our in our Euro. And so I use him to spread the floor. I, I think Miritich is better. That's really interesting. I want to just point out from my impression, uh, it feels like Gallinari was a real contender for uh, third team All-NBA Honestly, uh, I you know got thrown around there with Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin could have fallen out of that spot. But you mentioned your you know you mentioned the injuries. That's a very real thing. But he did manage sixty eight games this year and almost put up twenty points per on some really nice uh, shooting. Forty three from outside, forty six overall. I'm surprised by this. Okay, you know what? No, I'm sticking. I honestly think that, like, I like Gallinari. I think Miritich is a better player today. I think Gallinari had the better season this season. But I think overall, like, in the span of the last couple of years, I think Miritich is better. I well, that's a good point. That's a good point because it's not, it's not, we're not, I guess we're not saying who had the better year. We're saying who is better in this moment if you put him on a court today. So you got an interesting point there. Huh. Okay. So. We both lose a point for that one, Rich. Next one <laughs> yeah. we have here is from Ryan Ritter on Twitter, and that is Harrison Barnes or Otto Porter. And I'm first year. I'm going Otto Porter Jr. Um, I really like Barnes. No hate to him at all. I think that Porter Jr. is a better shooter and more capable offensively and has the length on defense to be even better than Barnes is there. So... I'm going with Otto Porter, but it's not it's not a crazy gap. Yeah, interesting. Um, I had the same answer down for this. I think it is really close, um, and I think that this is a great question because these were the two guys that felt um, like real possibilities for the Kings at the trade deadline. Or, or you know, I actually felt that Porter was a more likely candidate to come to the Kings uh, throughout the early part of the season, but. You know, ended up with Barnes. I'm happy with Barnes. I think, I, I do think Porter's a little more versatile. He could probably, if he's asked to do more, he could probably do more where Barnes struggled with that in Dallas. I think I think overall the better player is Otto Porter. I think you guys each get a point for that one. Um, the one thing I would make an argument for with Harrison Barnes, having seen him on the Kings, is I think Harrison is a little bit thicker. I think he's able to handle the four a little bit better than what Otto Porter would be able to. But I, I think I think for the reasons you guys named above, especially his versatility and his shooting, not that Harrison Barnes was a bad shooter necessarily, but I think his transition was a little bit harder to the Kings. Uh, and so he didn't he, – he was asked to do a lot when the Kings are going on a playoff run. Where Porter was on the Bulls, he was able to show out a little bit more. Uh I, I, yeah, I think Otto Porter is is the 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 better player of the two. When it comes to who would I rather have on the Kings, I, does anyone have an opinion change there? Um, I'm not upset with Barnes, but I mean, 
just saying on who we think is the better player, I feel like both fit fine. So I guess I'd rather have Porter. I yeah. I think I'd probably give the edge to Porter. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Harrison, though, is also his like his very obvious leadership ability. Where when the Kings got rid of Iman Shumpert and they bring in Harrison Barnes, that was a, a big boost in leadership. Where there was some weird stuff down in Washington, or up in Washington, where they were talking about players not like like John Wall and Bradley Beal not really liking Otto Porter that much. I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit where there's smoke, there's fire, and there was a little bit of smoke there. Yeah. So I wonder how that changes the dynamic of a young Kings team where they they were thirsty for a leader, where they're still looking for somebody to step up and be that guy. And Harrison kind of rose to that challenge. I wonder if Otto Porter does the same. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, it's hard to say with stuff like that, but you make a good point. And it's one of those things where the two players are so close that I wouldn't entertain a trade because you're sacrificing, yeah. uh, you know, some chemistry potentially, almost certainly, you know, at least at first. And then, I yeah, it just there's there's inherent risk in making a change like that, and I would rather kind of keep what I got. Uh, by the way, just wanted to shout out um, Ryan Ritter who sent in that question writes for a Royal Pain. So uh, we haven't we I don't know if we've covered any of their stuff that much, but they're a great uh, Kings blog as well. So ch- give them a, a a visit if you guys out there want some more Kings news. And uh, I got another one coming up here. Uh, gosh, I see one on here that's a clear troll, which is Lonzo or Fox. And <laughs> if you guys are both cool with skipping that one, we know we know who's won that that battle. That's fine. Yeah, um, let's go. Uh, this was another one that really stumped me. Um, it was really hard. It's Kevon Looney or Harry Giles. You first on this one, Rich. Yeah, I. In my heart of hearts, I have to say Harry Giles. And I, I explained a little bit of why I'm low on Looney before, but I'll see where you guys land, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, I picked Looney here. Um, I think that Giles is a better player long-term, but right now Looney just gets done what you need to get done. I think that he's a really good hustle guy. He rebounds well, has decent uh, defensive, defensive in- instincts and IQ now. I'm going with Looney, but that's not long-term at all. I think if we're talking this year, I think i go with Looney. I think he knows his role on the Warriors, and I think he kind of slides into that role really well. I think given an opportunity this year, next year, I think he was, he'd probably be able to perform better than Harry Giles on a, like a stat basis or on like an impact basis. But I think outside of maybe a two-year window, I think Harry Giles just blows that away. I think I think Harry has uh, the passing skills where Kevon Looney doesn't. I think he'll be able to rebound just as well. I think he'll be able to score better. I just think that Harry needs, having played high school and then played 10 games of college basketball, I think he needs one or two more seasons to really pick up the pace of the NBA game. And then he's, and then he's blowing by Kevon Looney. You guys both have a great point there. And uh, I'm losing this point, and I, it makes sense to me why I'm losing this point. However, I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had here about what the definition of better is. Because if it's yeah. if, if it's taking a championship team, taking a team that's in the finals right now, and you just need to plug someone in that's not going to mess it up, 
I 100% it's, you know, agree it's loony. But if we're just building a team from scratch um, and you're just picking guys in the gym, I'm probably picking Giles before Looney because, you know, we, we think this is also some recency bias here for Looney, I believe, because he doesn't really do that much. I mean, even, I mean, what, he's has a career high this season of six points per game, right? And even on a per 36 basis, you know, he's hitting 12 points per game, 10 boards. It's interesting, but uh, Giles really jumps off the page to me on a per minute, per possession basis. Um, I have an article going up. By the time that this podcast is out, it'll be up on Sacktown Royalty about Giles on a per minute basis. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think I am building in too much future perspective into this, but if, if you got, if you're giving me an empty gym and I got to just pick my team, I think I would go with Giles first. Now, one-on-one, who do you pick? If you're picking between the two players who's today in the gym, do you think Harry Giles beats Kevin Looney one-on-one? No doubt. Yeah, I agree. And for the Kings, I mean, would you swap right now uh, Kevin Looney for, for Harry Giles? There's no Absolutely. way. No. Right. No Agreed. Okay. So next one we got here is also one of these where I feel like which player is better definition kind of matters. But I like how you said it, Rich, where there's an empty gym. You're picking players to play a game today. Which one are you taking, Steph Curry or James Harden? And I guess I'm first here. I'm taking Curry. Um, I obviously think the shooter, the shooting is better, that he changes a team in a way that is actually beneficial to the other players, whereas Harden changes the team because he is the entire team. Man, I had in my notes, I have Steph Curry, but I think I'm going to make a potentially <laughs> hazardous audible uh, based on my own logic. And I'll go down with the ship here. That if I've got if I have a, a team that's already something, I, I definitely want Curry. But if I'm literally picking players in a gym, I know that I can have Harden and a bunch of scrubs and at least have a shot of winning the game. I, I find Harden deplorable. I don't like his game. I have no interest. I literally can't watch a lot of Rockets games. I'll watch like, you know, deciding games in the playoffs, but I'll watch them when they're playing the Kings, but I hate the way he plays. However, man, I'd be talking myself out of it. But, and I think Curry's got the better legacy, no question. I think that he deserves to be considered the better all-time player. As of right now, if I'm picking in a gym, I'll I'll take. I hate myself. I'll take James Harden. <laughs> I'm taking James Harden too. That's the problem. Is that? Oh yeah. And it's because of your stupid gym definition. Uh, I was I was ready to pick Steph right off the bat too. I think Steph's the better legacy player. I think he should go down as the better player of the two. But if I'm in a gym and I'm picking one guy that needs to get buckets, yeah, I think I'm picking James Harden. I think Steph Curry's the better overall player. I think he distributes. I think he distributes better in a way that he he sees plays for other teammates better. Where James Harden, it's he's he's getting those assists because he can't get the bucket. Or I think that Steph is looking for people to score and get other people involved in the offense. I think Steph Curry would be more fun to play with on my random intramural team of destiny. But I, I think James Harden, I think James Harden, is a better player right now today. So if we're going like full 2K hypothetical, you have the first round pick of a fantasy draft, and you're picking Harden over Curry. I would, I would take James Harden if I'm playing 2K. I'm taking James Harden over Steph Curry. 
Okay. okay. Well, it's t- it's tough because we don't know the other players in yeah. the pool. So, yeah. it, but I think in a vacuum, I think that does add up. Where say like you don't know who else is available after this sort, you know, like after you sort out Curry or Harden, I think that I, I it makes sense for me to go Harden. But this is a really interesting one for if you could just magically add one to the Kings. Um, and I think I'm sticking with Harden too, honestly. Really? Oof. It was tough. It's tough, but I am, yeah. No, I'm taking Curry. I mean, there's the championship pedigree. I think that he more seamlessly fits into a team than Harden does. <laughs> uh, on the Kings. On this version of yeah. the Kings, yeah. Can I play him at the three and put Harrison Barnes at the four? And have Buddy at the two and Fox at the one? You can do whatever you want, Play Will. who? I, I, want, I want James Harden playing the three oh my God. Um, on my team. Um, I think, no, I think that, I think I stick with Harden by, like, the slimmest of hairs. It's, I, I think Steph, I think you're right that Steph fits in a little bit more seamlessly, but I think in terms of what, like, what the Kings are building for in terms of, like, like I'm, I'm saying here that I think Marvin Bagley can eventually be a plus three point shooter, and I think that I think Harden gives a little bit more flexibility because he's a a thicker guy. I think he's a uh, he's a taller guy, so I think we get just a little bit of that small ball three that you can't get out of Steph. Um, I think I think if you wanted to eventually play like Harrison Barnes at the four or even. Yeah, I want Harrison Barnes at the four. I want Harden at the three. I want Buddy at the two. I want Fox at the one. And then I want to see 150 points a game. Okay. Right. I think there's too much overlap between Curry and Fox. Yeah. But uh, argument can be made either way. I like your who would win in a game on -on one-on-one as the last thing we do for people. Between Curry and Harden, this is the only one I'm going Harden with. I mean, he's the best ISO guy in the league probably. For sure, Harden. Uh, that one, by the way, was sent in by Taylor Schultz. And then I wanted to throw a curveball in here. It's not on the list, but throw it to, to Will because we talked about it actually on one of the first episodes of the show. And it's would you trade De'Aaron Fox for Steph Curry straight up right now? All things considered, contracts, ages, championship window, all that stuff. Would you trade? And, and yeah. Fox for Curry straight up today. Yeah, no, no. Uh, the Kings championship window is tied to the age of Fox and the age of Bagley. Not even necessarily the age of like Buddy and Bogey, who are both twenty six, but like the, that younger core. That's 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 your championship window. There is when Marvin matures and when Fox matures. I think Steph gets this team to fifty games, and yep. I think I think I don't think we make it past the second round. Steph could be have one of those Steph, you know, Steph games, or you could have a whole series where Steph just is going for 40, 50 points, and I just don't think it's enough, at least for another three or four years for Marvin Bagley. And so I, I think our championship window closes immediately thereafter. My boy. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this, and people, I took a lot of shit for this, quite frankly. <laughs> but yeah, I, for all the reasons you just said, I wouldn't do it. I think that if, like you said, you know, if we if we had Steph, I think that the Kings would probably, and rightly so, probably start trading off all the younger guys for immediate upgrades if they could. 
And and I don't I still don't think that would get the Kings a championship by the time Curry turned you know thirty five or whatever. I um, think I think there's a lot of people in Sacramento that want to make the playoffs. I think they're hungry to make the playoffs, and I don't. I think there's a lot of people that forget that like the, like sure playoffs is is great and that's the first step, but that's all it is. It's the first step. Like for waiting waiting thirteen years waiting we might wait 15 16 years for a playoff run if things don't go exactly right every team in the west has improved and i don't want to make the playoffs for eight years i want to win a championship and if i have to wait two more years to do it or three more years to do it to get that next puzzle piece or to get the right thing down to have a uh one championship is worth is worth nine years of playoff runs it's worth 15 years of playoff runs. If you don't win a championship, I'd rather have one championship and have the Kings be nine seeds for the rest of my life than to have 15 years of success and not win a single one. Agreed. Fans definitely need to realize to have patience in that, like you said, the playoffs is only a step. But next guy we have on the list, is it me or is it you, Rich, who's next year? I believe it. I was thinking it was you, but uh, no, I said uh, Curry or Harden actually. So it's you. Okay, you're absolutely right. Um, here we go with which Bogdanovich is better from Joe Cook. We got Bogdan and we got Boyan, and I am taking Boyan. Yeah, I'm the same. It's pretty easy there. Um, I think we're all three on the grants. I think it's. If you'd asked me this time last year, I'd have hemmed and hawed a little bit. But I think, especially with the season that Bogey had and the injury concern and the fact that he's never going to get any rest in the summertime, I think Boyan is the better player right now. Now, how about uh, for the Kings? Boyan's a bit older, four years older. Uh, does that make a difference? Are, are you? Would you prefer to keep Bogey there? Um, so is this saying that we would trade them, like considering chemistry and everything? I think that's basically what we've been doing. Um, or if you could wave a magic wand, uh, I mean the fit, however you'd like to interpret it. I, I guess I'm okay with bogey because he's running the second unit and that's kind of a position that we need. Having that six man is nice there. And Mm, like you said, Boyan is a little bit older, and then do we want to play Barnes at the four? I'd rather not. So I guess I'm keeping Bogey. Yeah, I think I'm going with. I think I'm staying with the fit with with Bogdan. We need somebody who can who can run that that uh, that second unit, and also we kind of duplicate Boyan a lot and Bielitsa. Like obviously, Bielitsa is a little bit taller and a little bit thicker, but like. I, I, I don't think Boyan is a very good defender. I think he's a good enough shooter to, to to merit spacing out, but then we're like almost committed to playing Harrison at the four. And while that's fun for like spurts or for death lineups and stuff like that, I, I think I keep bogey. One on one. That'd be a fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay for that one. Uh, but I think Bogdan wins that one. Yeah, I'm the same there. I think he's got too many moves that Boyan can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think Boyan uh, fits the concept probably better of uh, sort of a plug-and-play guy, but if we're talking one-on-one, yeah, give me Bogey. 
Um, next one we got here. I'm going to throw a curveball in. And this is two potential free agents. Do you think Patrick Beverly or Brooke Lopez? And they're different positions, so that's a little weird here this time. But between who I think is the better overall player, I this one's actually really close. Um, maybe Patrick Beverly, because I feel like he's capable of more. So overall as a player, I'd go with Beverly. It's a good curveball. It's a tough one. It is very close, and it's super hard with uh, comparing a point guard and a center like that. However, I am going to agree with you. I think Beverly is underrated, partially because of injury concerns, which are real. But if we're talking about who's better today, you know, he's not hurt today. So, I, I yeah, I, w- I would take the, the two-way ability of Beverly. Lopez is a little bit, you know, he's a little bit lacking on the defensive side. And also, Beverly is a very underrated shooter. He's been right around 40% from three the past five seasons. So, yeah, give me Pat Bev. I think uh, I think if we're going for a better player right now, I think it's I think it's Brook Lopez. I think his his role is a little underused in in Milwaukee only because of the team that he's got, and I think he's used pretty much perfectly there too. But I think Patrick Beverly's playing it like the max of his like his ability. Like he's he's completely one hundred percent pushed to the to the limit. And I think Brooks still has. I mean, they're almost exactly the same age. They're within like like 60 days of each other. Um, and I think that, I think Brooke can go a little bit longer too. I think like Patrick Beverly, his speed's going to give out and he'll still be tenacious, but it'll be, it, it just won't be enough. I think that Brooke can still be a slow, you know, he could be, he could plod and still get 10 and 10. I think Brooke by a hair, especially now that he can hit threes at a good clip. And then which player you would rather have on the Kings? I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez because I feel like there's a bigger hole at this center spot. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that one too. But how about one-on-one? Because <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a... Uh, Will, do, do you watch Game of Thrones, Will? Yes, I do. Yes, I, do. I guess did you, I guess, now. I, I did indeed. This is kind of the Viper versus the Mountain vibe to it. <laughs> Oh, does uh, Pat so, Bev's skull get crushed, or is he does winners ball or losers? Though I feel like for this oh, one <laughs> there we go. Getting right? into the details here. Yeah. What are we playing to? Uh, it's winners and to eleven by ones and twos. By ones and twos. I think Patrick Beverly wins. I think I think Pat can lock Brooke up where Brooke can't lock <laughs> Pat up, and I think Pat <laughs> scores one bucket and it's over because. Brooke ain't getting it. Like, Brooke ain't going to catch him. I like it so much to think about. And I agree. Yeah, I do. I, I, I don't see how Brooke Lopez guards Patrick Beverly. No. And Beverly could just hound Lopez. The second he checks the ball in a three-point mm-hmm. line, it's just in his grill. You can't yeah. put the ball down. I like yeah. It. I don't think the Mountain – I don't think – I mean, this is, how, this is how it ends up. I mean, the Mountain should have lost. So – so Pat is the Viper. That makes sense. I don't see a, a situation where Brooke can pull a skull-crushing maneuver on Patrick Beverly. There is no seven-pointer in this game. So, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. The Viper wins. 
Right. It's just, does Pat Bev get cocky and uh, <laughs> dance a little too close to the dying body of Brooke Lopez? All right. That'll be enough Game of Thrones references. No, no. Keep them coming. I'm good. Test me. Did you, all right. Real quick. Did you hate this ending this season? Did you hate it? Did I hate the season? I thought, yeah. I think, I mean, it is a visual medium. <laughs> and I think that visually it was stunning. There were certain points where I was like, oh, this is, this is great. And uh, the composer for, for Game of Thrones just pulled his, I mean, he put the whole team on his back with it. But, like, in terms of the plot, in terms of character arc, terrible. It was absolutely horrible. And I feel so bad for people that, I mean, not for me. I can wait until the remake in 25 years. But but there are people that have been, like, chilling since the 80s wanting to know how this how this whole thing ends. And they have to sit there and wait for George R. R. Martin to figure out how he's going to get Bran on the throne now. Because he, he knows it's going to be Bran, and he knows certain things, but he's still got to write it. And so they all they have to go on, if I'm, if I'm 60 years old, I'm thinking, I'm going to die never knowing how Bran gets on the throne the right way. I, I, I feel so bad. Yeah, you're right. It's a terrible season. Well, writing-wise, like you said... Yeah, great cinematography and music, whatever. I, I wanted a good story, and uh, I didn't get it. And I'm also really frustrated and saddened by the amount of clapback there is for towards people that are disappointed. And there's that whole thing about, like, you know, just shut up and let people enjoy stuff, but also shut up and let people be disappointed and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I want to be disappointed and, and stop shouting me down. There's that phrase uh, in Game of Thrones where they say, if you think this has a happy ending, you're not paying attention. And, like, I, I love that. I was expecting that. But, like, I didn't want a happy ending. I just wanted a good one. Like, I would have been fine yeah. had anyone in the show ended up on the throne. I just wanted you to, like, twist me to get there the right way. And, like, I don't mind Bran being the guy on the throne. I don't... My, oh, I should say spoilers. I feel like. I feel no, like, no, no, no. Okay, it's too late for that. 2019. But, uh, yeah, sorry. 2019. Everyone has wanted to see this. You've been on Twitter. My sister, who's not on Twitter, my sister, who's rarely on social media, she knew and she hadn't seen the season. So, uh, but just give me, give me the thrill of getting there. You know, I, and they just couldn't do it. The guys just weren't smart enough to connect Martin's dots, and that is what it is. Completely agree. Yeah, I'm not uh, a fan of Bran. <laughs> you don't know anything about this show, do you, Brandon? I don't. No, I have no clue what's going on right now. I'm thinking like Bran cereal. I'm not keeping up. Yeah, no, that's who wins the 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 Game of Thrones is actually, you know, Toucan Sam nearly sits on the throne. Tony nice. the Tiger stabs him, and Raisin Bran is the one who ends up winning. Okay, now I'm watching this show. <laughs> Yeah, snap, crackle, and pop. Or usurp the th- usurp the throne in season five. This is the the Kellogg Cinematic Universe. The King's Pulse podcast is recorded and hosted on Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast, and it is one hundred percent free. It gives you everything you need to record, edit all of it so it sounds smooth and professional, and upload it all from your phone and or your computer. They distribute your podcast to every major platform. They give you an opportunity to make some money in the process as well. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anyway, back to basketball. 
Uh, I believe it's my turn to throw one out there. It is. This is another good one. And then I think after this, we're pretty much down to a lot of, uh, a lot of comparisons of Kings players. But this one threw me for a loop. It is Tim Hardaway Jr. or Norm Powell. And my okay, so this is from Ryan Goff. Shouts out, Ryan. Thank you, man. And I really went back and forth a lot, and I try to push back against my own recency bias. Norm Powell is playing competently in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of a pariah for being a high usage, low efficiency guy. And you know how much I hate those guys, but I just don't think much of Norm Powell. I think that. He's fitting in with this team fine. It's a good team. It's a good system. He's doing enough. And there's value in a guy that can just get buckets. And so, I'm, especially in this context, this context we've discussed, I'm taking Tim Hardaway Jr. I am taking Norman Powell. And I felt like this was so surefire that you were on Norman Powell. I mean, less than 40% field goal percentage for Tim Hardaway this year. 34% from the deep while from deep while Norman Powell's at 40 and just, I don't know. I mean, the, the defense is just way better. I'm pretty comfortable saying Powell here. I'm, I'm taking Tim Hardaway. I think, I think I'm so sorry for my first time here. You don't ever have to invite me back. I, I, Tim Hardaway is two inches taller. Tim Hardaway has shown that he can get buckets. And I feel like he's just, I mean, he gets hated on because of his contract. I think if he was making a mid-level exception somewhere, I, I feel like if he was making like a regular 17-point-a-game contract, I don't think anyone would hate him at all. I think they'd say he's inefficient, but I don't. there's a million inefficient players in the league. I, Norm Powell so completely underwhelms me. He, his rookie season, I feel like, is his best season. Like He, he kind of came out of, out of, I don't want to say nowhere necessarily, but he had a couple of really big games right off the, right off the, the ticker for his rookie season. I feel like he's almost coasted on that and like kind of relied on the fact that like Toronto has been swapping bench players and everything else like that, trying to find the right mixture. I, I, I think it's easy. I think it's easily Tim Hardaway. You know, I got caught up in, I feel like, who I like does their role better because I understand what you're saying. Straight sure. better player. I'm just trying to save myself here. No, you're allowed to. Go ahead. Up here. Beg. Okay, but which player would you rather have on this Kings roster? Um, if it, uh, I want Tim Hardaway. He is. He's going to be my Marcus Thornton. He's he's gonna he's gonna hit big buckets. He's gonna come off the bench and when Bogdanovich decides, oh, tonight I'm not going to take these open threes. I'm going to pump fake. Tim Hardaway's not. Tim Hardaway's he's not gonna I don't know if Tim Hardaway ever pump faked in his life. He's he's gonna shoot that shot. And so Bogey can rack up ten assists off the bench just kicking it to Tim Hardaway, who's taking really low percentage mid range shots. <laughs> I love the shout out to little buckets there. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little buckets nerd. I I Marcus Thornton was the first jersey I thought about buying and then never did. So you own no jerseys? I own one jersey, and it's a Heat jersey for a player that never existed. Me and one of my very best friends played 2K uh, at the very beginning of our friendship and like played every night with a single player. And it was like a old white guy that we created with he had knee he had armbands and he had knee he had everything. We invented a whole backstory for him. 
And we won a championship with him my last day of the first year of college. And I was moving out of the dorms, and me and my buddy stayed up all night, like just trying to win a championship with this guy because we had all 82 games in the season. And we won, and we got to meet Barack Obama. It was the most wonderful thing in the world. <laughs> and for my birthday that year, he bought me uh, a jersey of that player. So I, I own one jersey. And whenever I, I like, I've worn that in public once or twice, people look at me like, what the, who, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> like, What's the name? His, his name was Honest Abe Chapman. Is that the whole, what name is on the jersey? Is it just Chapman? Chapman, Chapman, number 77. Yeah, sounds like a bucket getter to me. He was a bucket getter. We have these next couple comparisons. I guess we can go through them first, but then we can rank all of them since it involves about five different players. Uh, the first one here is from Militia Stokes on Twitter, and it is Harrison Barnes or Chris Middleton. And I'm pretty comfortable saying Middleton here. A uh, better shooter can create a little bit better and a better defender. He's really just an upgrade to Barnes to me. I'm the same. Yeah, I'll go the same. Yeah, we can just go fit right now, I guess. Barnes or Middleton, who would you rather have on the Kings? And I guess we are considering doing trades here. I'm still swapping Barnes for Middleton. I am as well, yeah. Uh, for sure, absolutely. And then cool. the game of one-on-one, it's Middleton. 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 All yeah, we'll, we'll t- let's take these. So we got five more in this group. And we'll, let's take them lightning round style or four more. And then we'll do them kind of quicker. And then we can talk about the group as a whole because, like you said, they do connect. Okay. Um, I'll hit the next one for my buddy Jim Tower. Uh, it is uh, Jimmy Butler or Chris Middleton. I am going Chris Middleton. I'm going Chris Middleton. I'm going Jimmy Butler. Fit on the Kings? Uh, I'm going Middleton. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's an asshole, so I'm going Chris Middleton. I'll take Middleton there as well. Also, uh, I think there's a little more size there, which fits better on the wing. It doesn't overlap with Buddy. It's not an impossible fit. I think that you honestly, the way that the modern NBA is, you can play four Jimmy Butlers and a big man, and that's like a totally fine lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's still it's more optimal with Middleton. But one on one, I'm taking Jimmy. I think. Oh yeah, Jimmy will stab Chris Middleton if he needs to. So I'm, I take Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and if it's two on two, you can give him the janitor, the janitor or whatever, and he'll he'll still do <laughs> do work. Guy. <laughs> okay, so next one we got here from Patrick Burns is Chris Middleton or Clay Thompson. I'm taking Clay here. I'm the same. I, I think I'm the same. I think I'm I'm going with Clay. Okay. And then player you'd rather have on the, rather have on the Kings. I'm the same same with Clay. On the Kings, I'm going Middleton. I think I'm going Chris Middleton on the Kings. Okay. One one on one is interesting here. I'm going Middleton. Oof. I'm. I'm. This is the first one-on-one that I'm feeling kind of stumped on. What? What are you? Where are you at, Will? One-on-one, I think it's Chris Middleton. I think he's a little bit taller, so he can back him down. He's a little bit heavier. I think if it's two-on-two, I think it's Clay Thompson. Give somebody, somebody, give somebody the ability to pass the Clay Thompson. I think Clay Thompson wins. Yeah, this is a question, I guess, of can Clay create enough for himself without anyone, you know, any screens to run off of. Yeah. I. 
Clay is so I gotta go Clay because he's a two way guy. He can play great defense. He can just drain it. I I I am tempted to go Middleton. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be a little bit different here and go Clay. I see the argument. I just I think Chris Middleton can back him down enough and Clay can't get around to him. In a one on one game, I feel like Clay could literally just launch forty foot shots too and and kind of I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Clay. Next one is Clay again. This time uh, from at Runamucker31. It is Clay Thompson or Buddy Heald. Pretty easy Clay for me. Yeah, Same. it's going to be Clay too. Yeah. Yeah, that one's easy. On the Kings, I am also taking Clay. Y- yeah, it's Clay. Yeah, same here. And one-on-one, I'm taking Clay. Clay. Yep, pretty easy there. All three boxes checked. Uh, last one we got here is from a friend of mine, Cody, and I say friend, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even <laughs> going to try here. But Cody, you know who you are. Is it is it Karis LeVert or or Buddy Heald? I like Buddy Heald. I'm nope. the same way here. I'm going with Buddy. Yeah, this one I would. I am a big fan of Karis LeVert, but. I am definitely I'm definitely going buddy here and you'll see when I rank all these players out a pretty big difference. But if Levert hadn't gotten injured, I think there's a real a real chance uh that I could have leaned towards him, especially in a one on one context. But for now, I'm taking Buddy at least as the better player, as the player I'd prefer on the Kings. But one on one, I don't know. I'm gonna kick it to you guys on one on one. Well, I think that they're kind of polar opposites on what they do on offense. I mean, they, like, Levert is just a slasher, and Buddy is a shooter, but they're both capable at the either way. Um, I think that in one-on-one, I might be taking Levert. Yeah, Karras is, I mean, he's considerably taller. I feel like he's a good three, four inches taller than Buddy, too. But I, I'll give it to my Mr. Tryhard. I'll give it to Buddy Heald because Buddy's just a dog. He he's one of those guys that he just he wants to win. He wants to he wants to get up in your. I mean, he might not be good at it, but he wants to like be up in your grill playing defense. And so I feel like I feel like if we're playing one game of one on one, Buddy wins. If we're playing seven games of one on one, I think Karis probably has the edge. But we keep putting all these different disclaimers on it. I think I think I think Buddy. I think Buddy by hair. Okay. So then, going through and ranking all of these guys, maybe we want to start with who we all have first um, between Clay, Middleton, Butler, Barnes, Buddy, or Levert. And we can throw Porter in there, too, because we did the Porter-Barnes comparison early on. My first one that I am putting is Clay. I'll give Jimmy Butler. I'll go give Jimmy Butler. Yep, I had Jimmy here. So again, the group, Butler, Clay, Buddy, Middleton, Porter, Barnes, Levert. That's my order right there. Uh, I know you had presented an argument for Clay when we first looked at this. Yeah. Why, why are you coming over to Jimmy Butler? Um, I feel like Butler is the better player in general, just period. But for 48 minutes, I guess I'd go Clay. It's really close. But... If we're talking this whole playground of first guy I'm picking for my team, I'm going Jimmy Butler. 
I th- I think I go Clay first. I think Clay gets gets the edge over Jimmy only because I think he's a better like teammate. I feel like I mean he he plays as good a defense as Jimmy Butler. He's a better shooter than Jimmy Butler, and he doesn't come with any of the baggage either. I think Jimmy gets second only because he's got the the Kobe effect on him. He's got a little bit of that meanness that can also spur a team to victory. Um, but I think I think Clay has the edge over him just because he's not, not a raging dick. Do we all agree that Lavert is last again? It's Lavert, Buddy, Clay, Middleton, Butler, Barnes, Porter. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Levert is at the is at the bottom of that list. Yeah. Yep, agreed. And yeah, I think the shooting keeps him out of, of real contention here. And then we all had Butler, Clay, one and two in some sort of order. I guess yeah. I was the only one that had Butler as one. I had Butler as one, um, okay. all all the way. And I think it's that takeover ability. And if we're doing the gym pick. I think Butler's the no question. Uh, I I don't think that. I mean, we can't really know because Clay hasn't led his own team. But I feel like Butler could take four, you know, relatively average <laughs> players pretty deep in the playoffs, and maybe not completely by himself. But I think you see what I'm getting at here. He can be your number one guy. I think he could legitimately be the number one guy on a decent playoff team. Um, and then I don't know if anyone caught it. I mean, you probably have by now, but I have a really hot take here, which is I have Buddy Heald over Chris Middleton as oh. just a pure better player. So Buddy's next on your list. He's third. Yeah. And I, I've, I struggled with it, but yeah. And I, and I have a tendency um, to group guys together and view them as a group. And I grouped Middleton, Porter, and Barnes together here because I feel like they play a similar position and they have a similar skill set. It's easy for me to, to put them in that order within that group. But then to to put Buddy in the middle of that group, I just felt off because the skills are different. And I had to decide... I didn't have to, but for some reason I felt like I got to put Buddy at the top of that group or behind that group, above or, or below them. And I put Buddy uh, at the top because he has an elite skill. Um, not sure that any other player on that list has one truly elite skill. Middleton's got some great stuff in the tank. He's got a, a very versatile all-around game, but Buddy is obviously lead at one thing that is shooting and i don't know i think i just lean towards that at the end of the day i think that's a pretty hot take actually i i agree with you there i think that chris middleton i think chris middleton is has got the size that you want a little bit more than than what buddy does i think buddy is not the defender that we he, he again he tries hard but i don't think he's the defender that we want him to be where i feel like chris middleton gives a little bit more of that and has a little bit more length uh, I think I, in my 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 honest opinion is Chris Middleton goes next after that after the Clay Thompson Jimmy Butler group I think it's pretty easily Chris Middleton. Yeah, I'm the same there. Where I understand what you're saying that he's not elite at anything like Buddy is, but I think he's pretty damn good at a lot of different things. So it puts me over Buddy. But then after Middleton, um, I guess I'm I can put Buddy there. Yeah, so I think that Butler, Clay, Middleton, Buddy, and then I think, like you said, there's a different group of Barnes and Porter. 
Let me hop in here and defend this one more time. I just want to push back against any recency biases with Middleton. We're watching him right now in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, he is playing next to the probable MVP, probably the best player in the game right now, in a great system with a great coach. I don't know. I like I, it's. It, you can't really separate that out. So, but if okay, so say you put Middleton on the Bulls, where Otto Porter is. It, are we really talking about Middleton like he's as good as as he is right now? If we're not seeing him in the playoffs at all, if he's on a bad team, if Porter is where Middleton is, are we talking about Porter like that? I don't know. So, and and think about Buddy next to Giannis. Think about the like uh, the amount of threes that Buddy is hitting in that system. It is absurd. I mean, he's already hitting a, a insane amount of threes at an insane clip, but he would just be like a Steph Curry volume level of shooter in that offense. And I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I, I get that it's a hot take, but I'm I'm staying with Buddy. Well, my my counter argument to that is we've seen Buddy in on a team that's bad and he didn't put up I mean he put up 13 and a half points a game last year I think that Chris Middleton can do more if you put Buddy on the Kings last year he was he was what he was as a 25 year old or I don't I don't know how his age difference works now I don't know if he's 40 or what but he he only scored 13 and a half points a game last year I think if Chris Middleton were in the same spot if we swapped Middleton out for Buddy I think Chris Middleton has a far better season on last year's Kings team uh, I, I I mean, I think this is just going to be the... It's not necessarily recency bias, because I like Chris Middleton for a while, but I think I think that Chris Middleton has a better season on the bad team than Buddy has on the bad team, only because he has a little bit of extra length and nearly the same shooting prowess. Well, 13 off the bench, though, in and we're going pretty far back in history. I mean, he had 20 points a game this year. Sure. Yeah, sure. Middleton, but I, Brandon, you're gonna have to help here. Yeah, I mean Middleton's also the closer of that Milwaukee team. Like I know Giannis is there, but he really hasn't been closing games. Like there's a clutchness to Middleton that I've seen as well. And kind of to battle your recency bias, I don't even feel like he's been that uh, the same player that he usually is in playoffs at times this year. He's definitely had some streaky games, which obviously doesn't say great for him. But I, I still think that also if we went on your, off your Bulls, if you put Middleton on the Bulls instead of Otto Porter. I think that that team is better that way than if you're putting Buddy on the Bulls instead. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I uh, yeah, I think you may be right. I uh, I will I will concede. I will move Buddy down. Keep I don't that, like it. Keep that take in your heart, though. Keep it. Hold it. Hold it close to you, yeah. man. I mean, this is a Kings podcast, so maybe we edit that out. <laughs> The King's Pulse podcast is now available on the app Podcoin. That is an app where you literally get paid to listen to podcasts. Our podcast is on there. There's plenty of other great content as as well. How it works is for regular listening, you earn one Podcoin every 10 minutes. There's bonus podcasts as well that will include the King's Pulse podcast that you earn one and a half Podcoins for 10 minutes. And there's also streak listening where you can earn up to two or two and a half per 10 minutes and you can put those pod coins towards gift cards and other prizes as well that have a cash value. Be sure to download PodCoin and listen to our podcast and the rest of the podcasts that are on there as well. Do we?
Do we all have Buddy and Middleton as those next two? No. No. Okay. No. I have I have so I have Clay, Jimmy, I have Chris Middleton, I think the next one is Otto Porter. Above Buddy. I've got I've got Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes both above Buddy. Really? Okay. I, yeah. I get that just yeah. because if the for the I feel like you're making the exact same arguments. I don't see a tremendous gap between Chris Middleton and Otto Porter, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I I think it's there, and I don't think that anyone in their right mind would put Porter above Middleton, but I don't think the gap is enormous. And, you know, I also will point out that I heard some crazy stat from, I think, the Dunked On podcast that Middleton is actually the, the best three-point shooter in playoff history with a minimum uh, of 1,000 minutes. So... I mean, he can get it done on that. And I don't think Porter is doing anything like that if you're in the playoffs. But I just don't see that big of a gap here. So if you're putting Middleton above Buddy, I actually get putting Porter above Buddy as well. Okay. So you made my argument for me then. Yeah. I mean, if we're starting to slide Buddy down, I think he starts to really slide. Yeah. I think that maybe Porter didn't impress me when he did have that chance on a playoff team in Washington. So I, I don't know. And maybe I'm considering the contract a bit too much there. But I would be a lot more comfortable with Middleton having that money, and I feel like there's a decent gap, so I'm okay with putting Buddy after Middleton here. Okay. But then we all agreed, I believe, that we had Porter over Barnes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now the question is, Will, do you have Barnes or Buddy? I have Barnes after after Porter. I think Porter and Barnes are close enough together that Buddy just hits – hits this skid real quick and he drops below Barnes. I think I think Barnes is uh, a better leader. I think Barnes has proven for a lot longer that he can be a scorer. Obviously he's inefficient and he's I don't know. I think I think he got a bad rub on this Mavericks team and I think he got screwed over on this Warriors team. I think this is gonna be the next two years will determine whether or not this was a really stupid answer or not. But I think Harrison Barnes finally has a chance to like He's he's honed his craft as a as a go to scorer, and he's already been that that you know that third fourth fifth guy off the off the Warriors team that had to guard LeBron way too young. He got all that blame, so I think this opportunity with the Kings is the perfect spot for him. He's got the chance to be a leader, and he was one of those guys that in the fourth quarter when De'Aaron Fox is just gassed, he can go get a bucket, but he he isn't relied on to be the only scorer. He, he doesn't have to score 20 points a game in order for them to even have a chance. So I think I think I've got Buddy just a, I, I've got him above Karis LeVert and nobody else. Right. Well, like I said, this is the I'm on, I can I can get there with you because this was the the debate that I had. And like I said from the outset, I had Middleton Barn uh, Middleton Porter and Barnes as a block, and I don't see enough separation between between each of them. I feel like there's a clear order there. But even from Middleton to Barnes, I don't see such a massive gap that I could put someone that is completely a disparate type of player in that mix. Um, So it was going to be Buddy at three out of these seven or Buddy way down at six. And uh, yeah, I ended ended up going high. I put together a few for Deer and Fox because I wanted to see where you start leaning which way. And let's just, uh, just to start with the first one, De'Aaron Fox or Trey Young? Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's Aaron Fox. Okay. This is meant to be an easy one leaning towards Fox. I, okay. I don't think it's that easy, but Aaron Fox. No, I, I don't think it's that easy. I think Trey Young has the has a has a Steph Curry chance in hell. And and but I think right now especially Fox. De'Aaron Fox or D'Angelo Russell? This one feels more easy to me, and it's De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I think it's more easy. I think it's Fox, too. Okay. Uh, De'Aaron Fox or Luka Doncic? Pass. <laughs> First off, how dare you? I know. Um, <sighs> I'm trying to see where the point is, where you pick the other side. Yeah, sure, where, the, where, that, where that breaking point is. Yeah. I'm giving it to De'Aaron Fox. I think I've seen enough. If you'd have asked me before this season, I'd have said Luka Doncic. I think De'Aaron Fox has shown enough growth that he's one one jump away from being a true superstar in the NBA. I think Doncic could could stay right as he is now and have a successful career for 15 years and 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 go down as one of the best all around good players in the NBA uh, in terms of his offensive skill set being so spread out. But I think Fox has the greater chance of making that one extra leap to being a, a transcendent player. So I, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> I, I give it to, to De'Aaron Fox. And Rich? Huh? What? Call's, break, pass, call's but... breaking up. I'm going through a tunnel, guys. <laughs> I am split very down the middle here. And I think that the only way I can resolve this for myself is to say that I would not trade Fox for Doncic yeah. because of the role, the way that the fit, you know, in the team. And I think that the Mavericks would say the same, you know, the same thing where they wouldn't trade Doncic for Fox because they're kind of, even though they're not as far along in setting up a type of team around him, the team that the Kings have fits with Fox. He's the identity of the team. He's the leader of the team. And he is, you know, the point guard position, if you were to take Fox out of it, it becomes a massive hole for the Kings. And I don't think that Luka can play that same role. Okay. I dig so, it. So, I guess I got to go far here. De'Aaron Fox or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Wait, what are we talking about right now? Just better player? No, I'm making you, yes, I'm making you pick somebody that's not Fox. Is the yeah, yeah, Giannis. Perfect, perfect. I just had to make sure there was one. <laughs> you you're trying to sort out the homer in the group exactly, exactly. yeah no it, it, yeah of course it's Giannis uh, you remember that Jeff Petrie told management right before he was fired to go to Greece and look at Giannis right before that draft right did you, did you guys ever Richard did you ever hear that story I've heard tale of it I was not a <laughs> big Sacramento Kings fan or follower he didn't live in Sacramento at the time but yeah, I've heard I've heard tales mostly echoing through the halls of Sacktown Royalty about it. He, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just daydreaming about Young Santi de Kumpo on this Kings team. And anyways, no, no. Get back to whatever we were talking about because I don't want to cry on the podcast. <laughs> I, I have a couple buddy ones here too. First one is in here. I got Bagley versus John Collins. That's really fun. I give me a second to think about this. Will I watched John Collins play in uh, summer league? Um, in Vegas, and he like blew me away. There were certain games where me and my buddies would be watching, like, "Oh, this dude is this dude yeah. is something." And Marvin Bagley, like, I was not a fan of the Marvin Bagley pick. Um, that being said, if we're talking about 
Richard, I'm stalling right now. I'm going to take these long pauses so you can All answer. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back in here, and yeah. I will say Marvin Bagley, and I'll say for a reason that I never expected, which is defense. Colin struggles on defense, um, and we all thought that Bagley would, I think. And he, you know, he's been better, much better than I thought. Yeah, I think Bagley's good enough on defense. He was shown that he's good enough on defense as rookie year that uh, I'll give I'll give Bagley the edge there. Okay. I was actually going to move on to Buddy. I didn't have another Bagley one, but is there okay. anybody you'd want to put Bagley next to? I'm interested in. This might be too easy for you guys, but what about a Bagley Aiton? I debated putting that one, but I thought it would be too easy to pick Aiton there. Too easy to pick Aiton? Yeah, I think I'd pick Bagley. Really? I think it would be too easy to pick Bagley. Are we talking better player right now? What are we talking? Yeah. Let's let's define this a little bit, Richard. Right now? Yes, and I think that it's Marvin Bagley. Right now, I'm going with DeAndre. Um. I think I'll go. I think I'm going to switch up here. I think I'm going to say DeAndre Ayton by like by by again a slim margin here. I think three years from now, I think it goes to Bagley. I think Ayton's got too much of Willie Cauley Stein in him. I think he's got that thing where you think, oh, okay, here he goes. He's going to turn it on, and instead he just kind of slows down. Where Bagley has the opposite, where you think, oh, okay, he's, and he looks like he's struggling a little bit, or he's forcing it a little bit. Sometimes when Marvin forces it, it ends up working, and then he just goes on this kind of blast of 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 scoring so i think i think Aiton right now by a hair bagley in three years that's interesting i feel like i don't know i i don't watch the suns nearly as close as i watch the kings obviously but from what i've seen there's some lapses on defense and even on understanding in nba offense though you can make the same arguments about bagley I don't know. I have questions about the IQ, about the defense, and the echoes around the league from people that I trust on Aiden uh, are that a lot of his numbers are very empty. You know, they're empty calorie type stuff. So I don't know. I, I thought this would be easy towards Bagley. And I think towards the future, I'm definitely going Bagley. But yeah. fair enough. Let me throw out another one for Bagley here. Um, how about Jaron Jackson? Right now, I think Jaron Jackson's better. I think he came in the more complete player. Uh, I go Bagley with this one. I know, I know, a Bryant West over at Zach Town Royalty is going to be mad at that, but I, I still think Bagley is. I think Bagley sh- has shown himself to be a bit more complete in that way. I think his passing maybe is a little less than what Jaron Jackson is, but he's especially when Harry Giles started getting minutes. I, Marvin was improving as a passer. The, those two together seem to, to work really well together, but I think it's I think it's close. I, I don't want to piss off Memphis again this season. I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's really close, but I think Bagley. There was a whole episode between a feud between Will and uh, the Grizzly Bear Blues. Oh, don't don't disclude yourself from that, Richard. <laughs> oh, so, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So there was a SB Nation website from Memphis. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name them. They they posted an article. It's the Grizzly Bear Blues. Yeah, uh, Grizzly Bear Blues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but basically, they they posted a headline that was like, "Oh, the Kings had a chance to at, at the number two pick. You think they missed out on, or do you think they regret passing on? It was either Jaron Jackson or Luka Doncic. And I I'd seen that early in the morning. I was writing my preview. And, the guys, uh, I, uh, people were posting about on Twitter going, oh, look at these assholes, you know. 
And so I jokingly wrote my preview header to be like, oh, well, the just echoing the I took the exact same words and just changed Kings <laughs> to Memphis Grizzlies, second pick to like fourth pick. And like and they still missed out on on whoever it was and made a couple of jokes in my preview. Like I always do making fun of the other team, uh, uh, just harmless stuff. And I am not allowed in Memphis. I'm I <laughs> I had people in my DMs. I had people looking information up about me online, trying to figure out who I was. Somebody told me fly to Memphis and they kick my ass. Like there was like there was some real heat there. I I ended up having to apologize to the editor in charge of the website. It was a wow. <laughs> it was a deal. It was. They a, are furious with you, Will, and they. You're right. They were furious with me. You your comment was a straight parody of just swap this name for that name. And it was they were a little more aggro than how you described it, and I think. They said something like, Are they jealous yet about yeah. Jaron Jackson? I don't know. And and I I went a little bit harder and I swapped it so it was Fox or Conley and I added some adjectives about young, exciting point guard versus old decrepit point guard. I'll move this back to basketball. I, I think that was the biggest thing. I think you made a comment and I both made a comment on Twitter about like, guys, don't give them like, it's obviously a troll job and it wasn't even a bad thing. Like some trolls are funny. Like that's why they're popular. And that was funny. I'd laughed at it the whole morning. And, but I basically said like, don't give them attention. Like you giving them more attention than they've gotten in a month. And that's not a bad thing. Some, some fan bases have more fan interaction than others. Some websites have more interaction than others. Grizzly Bear Blue seems to be a little bit on the lower end of that. And I've enjoyed their writing. I, I I was a Memphis Grizzly fan up until the point where I had to be in my Twitter DM saying, hey, next time around, let's write a preview together. You can make fun of the, the, the Grizzlies. I'll make fun of the Kings. And we'll like have a joint preview that we'll both publish together. And I got shot down saying, hell no. Like, like no, absolutely not. We don't want to work with you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did, but just be I'm, my attempts to be funny. So I, but uh, so apparently now I, I have to root against the Grizzlies for for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll shut up. We are gonna go Buddy Healed and Jamal Murray. Ooh, I gotta go Murray here, and it's very very close. But I guess if we're talking right now, we can we can expand on it. But Murray is what five years younger. Oh yeah, same draft, one pick apart. Yep. But five years younger, four five years younger. Years? I feel like it would be like three. I guess it's is it four or five? I'll double check that. He's twenty two years old. He just turned twenty two. And so it's four, a little over four. Yeah. Yeah, I I take Jamal Murray. I I didn't even think about the age, but you're absolutely right. Uh, Jamal fits our timeline a little bit better, but I I think Jamal also can like run the team a little bit more than what Buddy can. Buddy tries, but his ball handling is still not where it needs to be for that to happen. I think Jamal has a little bit more of that, you know, 1.5 guard out of him. Yeah, you know, I think that it makes sense to pick Jamal Murray, but he's honestly one of the least, my least favorite players in the league. I just cannot stand the attitude of Jamal Murray and his little <laughs> antics. So I'm going to pick Buddy out of spite. Yeah, I'll actually redact that. I think if we're talking right now, better player, Buddy Heald. If we're projecting the future, give me Jamal Murray. I'm not redacting a thing. <laughs> right, uh, that was all the comparisons that I had, guys. Anyone, anything else you want to throw in there? 
Um, okay, yeah, I got one more comparison. Um, would you rather have Zach Lowe or Tim Maxwell, writer from <laughs> Who do you think is a better writer? How do you think they project in terms of their age uh, versus their ability to write? They're the exact same person, so that's a trick question. <laughs> Which everyone's listening to the podcast. <laughs> Zach Lowe. That's neither. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Anything else you want to touch on, Rich? Did we hit everything? I'm good, man. I guess. Yeah, I think that I'm good. Uh, there, I, I got. I, I could do. You want to do a quick lightning round, and we can cut it for time if, if, uh, if you yeah. want. All right. Uh, Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum? Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> Just quick lightning. No, no, uh, no rationalization. Give me Jason the name. Tatum. From- Jason Tatum. All right, Josh Jackson or Malik Monk? Josh Jackson. Malik Monk. Mitchell Robinson or Bam Adebayo? Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Bam Adebayo or Wendell Carter? Uh, Bam Adebayo. I'm going Wendell Carter. Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma? Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma. Colin Sexton or Shy Gilgis Alexander? Shy Gilgis Alexander. Agreed. Harry Giles or Rodion's Curix? Harry Kuru. Giles. Kuru. Sorry, Kurus. Yeah. Harry Giles. Yeah, Harry Giles. All right, one more. I'll cook up real quick on the spot. Dennis Smith or Lonzo Ball? Dennis Smith. What? Alonzo Ball. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. All right, one more, one more, and we can talk about it if you want. Okay. DeJounte, DeJounte Murray or Derek White? The Spurs. DeJounte Murray. Murray. Not even close. Even with the – this is because this is one that I've been considering with the, the – this is a good example of impact of an injury. Murray's been out all season. We're certain that he's going to come back and I be as good as he was? I think so. I'm pretty confident. All right, White's a little older, also. I mean, are we talking? If we're talking future, you're right about that. I guess I'm just thinking in terms of who they're going to start at point. I watched him in the D League Finals. I think it was last year he was in the D League Finals, and I thought he did a really good job. But I was like, when when Murray got injured and when White got pulled up, I went, "Oh, White's going to have a really good season. He's going to look like a breakout guy." But this is just what the Spurs do. And so I've just been in that like Spurs bias, I guess. That like, oh, the Spurs are going to bring up somebody and that person is going to succeed. And so uh, I still think, I still think DeJounte Murray, I think, I think uh, white is a product of the, uh, of the system. Yeah. I, I feel like the speed of DeJounte Murray and the length a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some shooting issues. I guess they both do a little bit, but that's a Spurs guard for you. I, there was some fire there between ball and Smith. You want to speak to that? You go ahead, Brendan. Um, I'm taking Lonzo Ball because I feel like that he contributes on both ends. I mean, he's an amazing defender already. Um, amazing might be a little bit kind, but he's a very good defender. And I really like his dis- distribution on offense. I think his shot is starting to come around a little bit. Um, it's never going to be a great three-point shooter, but I really value the passing ability from him. I. So before before the draft where we got De'Aaron Fox, I've wanted Dennis Smith over De'Aaron Fox. That's my 
that's my dark, quiet secret that like the the Mavericks are actually like my the team that I wanted in reality for the Kings is are actually all over on the Mavericks right now. Um, but I, I just don't like Lonzo Ball. I, I I don't mind him as a person. I think he's fine. I think the distraction that comes along with his family, I think it does have an effect on a team. I think that if 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 LeBron James had not come to the Los Angeles Lakers, I feel like they would still be in the quagmire of of the Ball family and all all that circus. And I I, I think that Dennis Smith, though he is uh, a more flawed player with a little bit lower ceiling. I think that he's got a better chance to hit it only because he's a little less injury prone. And I think he's got a little bit more fire to him. I think it's a really good debate. I, I like what you both had to say about it. I'm, I'm finally living at that. Okay. One I see debated a lot and I can't stand the results. And I think it's because there's a dumb amount of Laker fans is Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke. It's Tatum. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't understand. It's just Twitter, man. You're going to need to take down your Celtics fandom just a couple notches. You keep asking me about it, okay? I wasn't even going to get to this. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to set you up. There's a little bit of extra spice whenever whenever we throw, we talk about a Celtics player. There's a little extra spice. You're almost offended we discussed Donovan Mitchell against him. I was. I was. Yeah. I just want to say um, that Jalen Brown quote retweeted me, so uh, he's going to be coming on the podcast next week. Congratulations. Anyway, to wrap up here, I will point out that uh, I scored this, and uh, I won by two points, Brennan. So uh, whoa, go whoa, ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep, yep, yep. Facts, big facts. Go ahead. I and don't think so. The I'm listeners can count, can count at home. I won with Rivers over Shooter. I won with Harden over Curry. And I won, uh, oh, I guess I won by one point. And you had... Oh, crazy. It's getting closer each you had <laughs> You had a Looney over uh, Giles. But aside from that, uh, it's, pretty, it's another W. Just uh, undefeated. I edit out one or two of those answers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you could. It's all right. I got to let you get a win here or there. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is going to do it for this episode of the King's Pulse podcast. Thank you to Will of Sacktown Royalty for taking the time and hopping on here. Yeah, thank you very much. I, the only thing I got to say, I guess, is uh, I really hope the Memphis Grizzlies win a championship in the next three or four years. <laughs> but that is going to do it for this episode of the King's Bulls podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave five stars. Thank you to everybody for listening. You will hear from us again on Monday.